This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today, CP Rail imposes a lockout notice for 3,000 workers on Sunday unless a new contract is signed or it goes to binding arbitration. SARM President Ray Orb wants federal back-to-work legislation to avoid any work stoppage at CP Rail. We have details on yesterday's SARM bear pit session with the provincial cabinet. NDP leader Ryan Miley spoke to SARM delegates this morning with wide-ranging topics from war in Ukraine to rural Internet access. And Real Agriculture discusses movement of grain on CN Rail. We have the latest feeder cattle market outlook. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Grain movement on CP Rail could grind to a halt on Sunday. CP Rail has issued a lockout notice to 3,000 unionized workers for Sunday. Wages and pension issues are main issues in the dispute. The two sides have been without a contract since the start of the year. SARM President Ray Orb signed a provincial government petition yesterday calling for federal back-to-work legislation if there is a work stoppage on the railway. The petition to, uh, to ask the federal government to declare rail service as an essential service is something that SARM's uh, talked about for quite a number of years. We've actually brought this up. Uh, to federal government uh, officials and um, and MPs in the past, uh, it hasn't been pushed. I don't think as much at the federal level until now. Uh, we see in Saskatchewan uh, this strike being really crucial. Delivering grain from farmers' yards, you know, to the to the port terminal is really important. But livestock, uh, livestock running short of feed. Uh, in some cases, you know, not being able to get hay and things like that. A lot of corn has been coming in as well. Uh, if that strike. Uh, does take place, which it looks like it's imminent now, uh, it will affect uh, uh, not only the lives of uh, livelihood of farmers, but the lives of their, their cattle, their livestock. So this is becoming, it's more like an emergency now, I think, and so we're hoping the federal government can take this into consideration and forcing the railroad to come back to work as soon, soon as possible. Orb said now is a bad time for any rail work stoppage. It's probably the worst time ever for a major rail carrier to go on strike. It's just terrible timing because of what's going on all around the world right now. Uh, seeing this happen in Saskatchewan is really, it's going to be devastating. Orb says any disruption would hurt farm supply chain issues. Concerns in the livestock industry, and we've heard that from some of our members that have been relying on uh, corn shipments from the U.S. coming in. That, that's already, uh, you know, under, put them a, lot, a lot of them under duress right now. Uh, feedlots in Alberta also we've heard uh, some of our members have spoken to people in the feedlot industry knowing that it's very crucial as well 
uh, within three days, some of those uh, feedlots could run out of feed. So we have large amount, large numbers of cattle uh, concentrated in areas where there is really no feed. A lot of our farmers are stressed out already uh, because they don't have hay, some of them running out of water. Uh, so this, this grain is crucial and if we run out of grain, we're going to have some issues, you know, in, in the livestock sector that we haven't seen, quite frankly, maybe never before. The federal government will monitor the dispute. A wide variety of topics were covered during yesterday's cabinet bear pit session at the SARM convention in Regina. The reeve of the arm of Kelros, Thad Trefiak, inquired if the cabinet had heard any commercial interest in building a nitrogen fertilizer plant, especially in light of rising prices. Trade Minister Jeremy Harrison indicated a few companies have been inquiring about incentives being offered by the provincial government. Because we feel that we have a comparative advantage in this space, given um, some of our competitors in other jurisdictions. So that obviously is even more acute given uh, the circumstances we've been seeing over the last number of weeks. But I can tell you, even as recently as a couple of days ago, I think two days ago, actually, Minister Merritt and I met with one company that is looking at making investments in this space. And we've met with a number of other proponents as well over the course of the last number of months. There was another question about surface rights legislation and if any progress was going to occur now that the financial bottom lines were improving for oil companies. That question went to Energy Minister Bronwyn Eyre, who had some news for SARM delegates. She says the province is going to start consultations with SARM, landowners, oil companies and the Surface Rights Board by the end of the month. We think it's a good time. Prices are still volatile despite the fact that they're up. There's still a lot of companies that are dealing with debts and capital allocations on pause and, and everything else. But all that said, the consultations that we're going to do are going to include looking at compensation, looking at uh, suspending rights of entry uh, based on certain conditions and, and just, you know, access onto land and how that looks when companies haven't been paying um, rents for a certain number of times. There was a question about the minimum income requirement for the Farm Ranch and Infrastructure Water Program. Kristen Gillis is a counsellor with the Arm of Argyle in southeast Saskatchewan and is a part-time farmer with 40 cattle. We put in an off-site watering system that cost us about 7500 bucks to put in and got water for our cows, which is very important. And we went to apply for this particular program and the cap that you have to make minimum is $50,000. And I looked on my taxes and I made $47,000 last year. And I tried to see if they would give us some leeway and they said no because they don't want to set a precedence. And this was Agriculture Minister David Merritt's reply. I sympathize with your concern on the threshold, but the threshold was set at that and uh, that's where it's at. Would we look at it? I can't say whether we would look at moving it now because of the drought. I think it's something we'd have to look at down the road, but it was set there for a reason to really support the primary ag industry, and that was your primary source of income. That's why. The SARM Annual Convention wraps up today in Regina. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca NDP leader Ryan Miley told rural municipal delegates in Regina this morning there is common agreement to condemn the Putin-Russian invasion of, of, of Ukraine. Miley received applause from hundreds of rural delegates for his comments. 
his horrific invasion of the sovereign nation, our friends in Ukraine. We're all horrified to see attacks on hospitals, bombings of a theater filled with children, mass graves, the sorts of things we never thought we'd see. And we are connected to the whole world, but Saskatchewan's connection to Ukraine runs so deep, and it will only get stronger. We strongly support humanitarian and military aid for the war effort and for the welcoming and settlement of refugees from Ukraine here in the prairies. And of course, being at Evraz Place, we're reminded we also need to be serious about stopping the flow of money that's funding Putin's war. We can't accept that a profit, a dollar of profit, made off the hard labor of workers at Evraz Steel would go to oligarchs like Abramovich who are enabling Putin. Evraz Steel Mill is a crucial strategic industry for Canada, a huge economic driver in Saskatchewan, and an enormous employer here in Regina. That's why we need a plan that takes it out of the hands of Russian oligarchs and make sure we see that plant keep running and those workers on the job. As we prepare for work, people to join us from worlds away, we also need to make sure, as they're coming to their new home, that we have our house in order. And that starts by listening to you. And that's exactly what our MLAs have been doing. And what have we heard? Well, first off, we hear pride. There's so much that is good about life in rural Saskatchewan. There's a reason people choose to make a life on the farm, in small towns. A life where you know your neighbors and can count on them, that is something pretty special in today's world. And the opportunities in ag and value-added, in homegrown businesses, in mining, in forestry, in tourism, and energy, they're incredible opportunities to make a good living and grow good communities. Miley also told rural delegates he supports a push for improved rural internet service. And whether it's for safety or school, precision ag or online marketing, we know being connected is no longer a luxury. It's an essential service. That's why Trent Weatherspoon is calling on the government not to pull millions out in a dividend from SaskTel this year to backfill other spending, but to invest in high-quality broadband and cell service in every corner of Saskatchewan. And he's a busy guy. As our ag critic, he'll be out all over the province again this upcoming growing season. We're encouraged to see more snow on the ground, melting pretty fast the last couple days, and higher commodity prices, but with input prices high as well, and so many still hurting from last year's drought. He'll be connecting with producers to make sure the province steps up to fix risk management programs so that they work for the realities farmers and ranchers face today. And of course, he'll be calling for the need for greater investments in our highways, the roads that connect us to each other, connect our communities, and connect us as an export province to the world. NDP leader Ryan Miley spoke at the SARM annual meeting this morning in Regina. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. 
Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. We love talking about transportation and logistical issues because we just rely on them so much in agriculture. Let's talk trains. We are joined right now by David Shednovic. He's the Assistant VP of Grain at CN Rail. David, how are you? Very good. How are you doing there today? Hey, I'm doing really good, man. Doing really good. Okay, we got a lot of stuff to uh, get to here. Hey, let's start off with the Ag Transport Coalition's numbers they've been reporting. And we'll, we'll talk about CN in particular, of course, but uh, according to the Week 28 report, or sorry, Week 29, CN supplied 44% of hopper cars ordered for, for the week, which was unchanged from the prior week. 44%. David, what's going on? Yeah, the week, twi- week 29, that takes you back to the middle of February. And I know we'll get into this as we go through this, uh, you know, through our interview here. But, of course, we were in the midst of extremely challenging winter operating conditions here on the prairies, uh, you know, between the extreme cold that we've been experiencing as well as the uh, the heavy snowfall. I mean, I'm here in Winnipeg and, uh, you know, through the end of February, we have, we've had the third snowiest winter on record. This is the home of one of our busiest rail yards. I'm, I'm here today out at Symington and when it hasn't been snowing and blowing, it's been extremely cold and that's been very hard on winter rail operating conditions. Um, I can say for sure that through the month of February, we made sequential improvement in terms of uh, grain supply chain and, and hopper car order fulfillment performance to jump ahead to the week of February 27th. You know, I know you're back in the middle of February there. We, uh, we had spotted about 80, 86% of the cars in the week they were requested and 92% of the cars either in the week they were requested or within a day or two of the end of that one week. And we measure on a Sunday to Saturday basis. So you go to today when we came out of last week, uh, we were almost caught up to demand. I think we had a couple of hundred cars of demand that had rolled into this week. And of that, a hundred were expected to be covered off on Sunday, you know, one day after the end of the want week. So there's been a lot of improvement. A lot of that's had to do with, uh, the weather warming up, you know, and, uh, because considering the fact that from really the last week of December through February, we've had a lot of extreme cold here. And when that happens, we end up running shorter trains to maintain safe operating conditions. I know in our, uh, across our Western network, if you take a look at it, which covers Northern Ontario all the way through to uh, British Columbia, we've had basically tipping point for us is minus 25. When you hit minus 25, you have to start shortening trains to maintain uh, air brake pressure. And, uh, when you, when you run shorter trains, you end up with uh, an accumulation of traffic. You had the same amount of traffic you had the day before with the same amount of locomotives and crews, but you have that much more to move because the number, the train length that you can run is shorter. But we've had temperatures below minus 31 degrees in parts of our western region for 50 of the 65 days going back to Christmas through the end of February. So, you know, I hear that winter comes every year. This has been an old-fashioned winter. It's been especially toughest in Manitoba and Saskatchewan, that's been ground zero. We've experienced a lot of uh, accumulation of traffic on top of the washouts, of course, that resulted in a lot of accumulation of traffic coming out of those in early December. And it's been very difficult operating conditions. There are no two ways about it. So from that perspective, there's been a lot of weeks where uh, the order fulfillment as measured by the amount of, uh, or the percentage of cars that were um, provided in the week they were requested for, been low so yeah, there's no two ways about it yeah so i appreciate that david uh, smaller crop so I, I would have thought the even with some of that bad weather 
and and you can definitely correct me here, with, even with some of that bad weather, because the crop is is so small in some of these parts, especially when you get out into Saskatchewan, that we wouldn't see some of that drop off. Uh, what what would the situation here? We're speculating, but what would the situation be with this kind of winter? And it, had we had just an average crop? Well, I think uh, that looking at grain demand and the overall size of the crop, and it's fair to say that uh, demand really from December forward has been running about half of what it was at the same time last year, maybe even 40%. Take a look at the circumstances from the middle of November through to February, and it's been miserable operating conditions. And uh, we've come out of that. We're basically current to demand now, and that's where things stand. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, sunny sky, the high plus four, wind southeast 20. Tonight, the low minus three. Friday, partly cloudy, wind west 20. The high tomorrow, six degrees, the low minus six. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high seven, the low minus two. Sunday, increasing cloudiness, the high eight degrees. Evening flurry, Sunday, the low minus four. Monday, snow or rain, the high plus two, the low minus four. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high plus four, the low minus four. Wednesday, sunny with a high of seven degrees. The normal high is plus one for this date, the normal low minus 11. The sun rose at 7.08 this morning. It sets at 7.05 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot right now is Maple Creek at nine degrees. The cold spot up north, Uranium City at minus four. Estevan and Saskatoon both plus one. Swift Current plus four. Weyburn plus two. Yorkton is plus one. Regina, sunny and plus one, that's 34 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the south-southwest at four. Humidity is 75%. The barometer rising, 102.1. Sunny and Moose Jaw, plus seven. Winds are from the west at 17. Once again, Regina, sunny and plus one, that's 34 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. A 10-year-old girl from Kindersley is drawing praise and thousands of Twitter views from her videos about farming. Maddie Adamson says she realized her classmates didn't understand much about farming, so she decided to make her own short videos to help educate them. She was at the Saskatchewan Legislature this week as an invited guest. Premier Scott Moe had great praise for the work of the 10-year-old. Maddie spoke to reporters this week in Regina about her project. So I started making my videos um, close to a year ago now. 
when we started studying agriculture in my class and I kind of got frustrated because I realized that some of my classmates didn't really understand agriculture and where their food came from. So I made a few videos on my farm one weekend and they went viral. So I kept on doing it and it's been really fun. And Maddie explains further. Um, so my first few videos were about the crops we grew in our farm, our air seeder, and a few preceding preparations. Maddie Adamson outlines the crops grown on her farm. We grow wheat, barley, maple peas, yellow peas, flax, and canola. The 10-year-old was asked about last year's crop. Actually, it was very dry, so it wasn't a very good one. She is hoping for a better year this year. Maddie does the filming herself and has made 55 videos so far. I'm going to continue them until I run out of things to teach about, which I don't think might happen soon. Maddie talks about riding on a tractor. Well, it's really fun to ride on a tractor, and in the tractor we eat a lot of candy to keep ourselves awake. Maddie Adamson is a 10-year-old from Kindersley and a guest at the Saskatchewan Legislature this week. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Feeder cattle prices across Saskatchewan reflected some improvements in the past week. A livestock specialist in the Agriculture Ministry, Lexi Hicks-Maxa, outlines the latest market results. Our feeder steer prices were a little bit more positive when compared to the prices we saw ending March 4th. So our prices range from 253.50 per hundredweight for the three to 400 pound weight category to 179.31 per hundredweight for the 900 plus pound weight category. The largest price increase was seen in the four to 500 pound weight category with an increase of $5.57 per hundredweight to average out that $252.57 per hundredweight for the week. The largest price decrease was seen in the 900 plus pound weight category with a price decrease of 92 cents per hundredweight to average out the week at $179.31. Moving on to the weekly average uh, feeder heifer prices, we saw a similar mix across the reported weight categories. Prices range from 204.67 per hundredweight for the three to 400 pound weight category to 163.17 per hundredweight for the 800 plus pound weight category. The largest price increase was seen in the five to 600 pound feeder heifer weight category with an increase of $1.90 per hundredweight to average out at 196.40 per hundredweight for the week. The largest price decrease was seen in the 800 plus pound weight category with a price decrease of $3.08 per hundredweight to finish the week averaging off at 163.17 per hundredweight. What were the factors behind these price changes? Well, we uh, saw a slight little decrease in the grain prices that were that were seen in the market this week. Not a huge, huge decrease, but it was just enough to see a little bit of a positive increase into the cattle market. What were marketings? Well, Canfax reported a total of 11,187 head of cattle sold in Saskatchewan this week, which is down from the 13,458 head marketed during the week ending March 4th and lower than the 14,363 head marketed during the same week in 2021. What happened with the market-ready cattle market? 
So moving on to our D2 and D3 cows. So the D2 slaughter cows saw a price increase of $2.77 per hundredweight from the week ending March 4th to average out at $93.69 per hundredweight. While the price of D3 slaughter cows saw a price increase of $3 per hundredweight to average out at $81.90 per hundredweight. Lexi Hicks-Maxa compiles the weekly cattle market report for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Grain prices were mixed in early trading. Viterra prices for feed barley fell $25 at $362.54. Canola gained $11.50 at $10.26.82. Number one red spring wheat went up $8.18 at $4.71.34. The rest were unchanged. At Minneapolis, May spring wheat rose $0.22 cents at $10.72 a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now the latest quotes. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for the week of March the 16th. A nice run here and playing catch-up from the week before. The nice weather we're having brought the cattle to town. 2220 in the sort. 455 cows in bulls, a total of 2675 for the day. Cow selling steady with stro- with last week. The bulls selling a bit stronger here. D1, D2 cows, 88 to 95, sales to 9798. D3 cows, 75 to 85. Cows are averaging 89 cents. We had some cows from the Togo and Pelly area. They topped out at a dollar. Good bulls, 115 to 125, sales to 132, 133. Bulls are averaging 117.50. Had a big 2,400-pound bull from the low ranch at Balcaris, topped out at 139.50. On to the pre-cert sale, selling to very strong demand on the steer side. 425-pound black steers, 266. 500-pound steers, 257. 570s at 247. 640-pound tan steers, 235. My favorite pen, 710-pound black steers, 212. 800-pound tan steers at 192, 850s at 186, 950-pound steers at 180. On to the heifer side, 500-pound heifers, 209, 570s, 193, 650-pound heifers, 186, 710-pound heifers, 178, 800-pounders, 171, and 850-pound heifers are 168, 168. A pen of replacement type exotic heifers, black brockle, red brockle face heifers, 755 pounds topped out at 179.75. This Friday, March the 18th, sheep, lamb, and goat sale. Sale starts at 11 o'clock. Receiving today from 12 noon till 8 and right up until sale time on Friday. The horse sale is cancelled. Next Friday, March the 25th, bread cow and bread heifer sale, some cow calf pairs, 150 head consigned so far with two complete herd dispersals. The barbecues will be out full force on the weekend with the nice weather. That's it for this weekend at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The Mo government says Saskatchewan is leading Canada in wholesale trade year over year. Saskatchewan's wholesale trade increased 34.7% in the past year, which is first among the provinces. 
Trade and Export Development Minister Jeremy Harrison says the increase in wholesale trade is a key indicator the economy is coming out of the pandemic and poised for real growth. Last year, he says Saskatchewan hit all-time records in agricultural exports, forestry product sales, and merchandise exports, while unemployment is at a seven-year low. Last year, Saskatchewan's farm exports were $17.5 billion. The forestry sector hit a record $1.8 billion in sales, and merchandise exports reached a new high of $37.2 billion. In the past year, 30,000 new jobs were added to the province. The top sectors in wholesale trade in January were farm products up 32%, motor vehicles and parts up 17%, food and beverage and machinery and equipment up 8%. In January, wholesale trade in Saskatchewan was more than $3.3 billion. On the markets, the TSX is up 241 points to 21,710. The Dow has risen 148 points to 34,211. Oil has gained 716 at 102.20 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is up 21 one-hundredths of a cent at 79.09 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.